I'm Jake Watson, and this is the Saints Unscripted podcast, where we have conversations about faith crisis, topics that may be triggering about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the Gospel, church history, prophets, the Book of Mormon and the Bible, and so many other things. This is Season 1, Faith Crisis. It was just kind of like, well, it's official. We're not going to get this enzyme ending <laughs> Like. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Saints and Scripted podcast. <laughs> we were talking before, these are always the hardest things to do is do the intro or whatever. But today we have Michelle Wingle here. Thank you for coming on, Michelle. I'm so excited. Oh. I'm, I'm like a total groupie. I told you. I love your podcast. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. That makes me feel really good. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Michelle is here. She made the trip down here, which I'm so grateful for. And we've we talked before filming, which part of me wishes we just had a camera rolling and <laughs> released that as the episode. But And it was an awesome conversation. And mm. we have a cool topic, a really interesting topic to talk about today. And it's about a 10 year and going and, yeah. and yeah. a 10 year faith crisis mm -hmm. that Michelle has been involved in, maybe involuntarily. Right. Dragged. <laughs> dragged. <laughs> dragged along. Yes. The, and I'm really, I, I know one side of it, mm -hmm. but I don't really know your side of it super well. Uh, but maybe you can kind of, maybe we can start with that if you'd be. Yeah. willing to share a little bit about that or not a little bit, please share as much as you want. <laughs> so yeah, um, it, uh, we were living and we had just built our a big, nice home and a nice custom home neighborhood. And we had had all our four children and life was going to be great. And I, my husband was called as the eldest quorum president. And I was called in the Relief Society presidency and a brand new ward that was just created. And I remember driving along the road and thinking, oh, wow, we, we've kind of just made it, like <laughs> feeling all good about things. And that's when um, things started to just kind of crumble. Um, for, for whatever reason, our, our bishop just kind of struggled with my husband as the eldest crown president and wanted him to do things like not bad things, but like we were a new ward and they had these um, they, he, he, my husband just kind of wanted to, to get to know the elders, you know, he wanted, he has this really tender heart and, and knew that, Hey, if people aren't doing everything perfectly, then there's something going on there. And so let's show love to these people. Like he had this gift of, I remember watching him as the elders crown president go and visit this family and the dad's just smoking away and he just could stand there, you know, didn't blink an eye. One of the, like, he's just that genuine type of person. He, he didn't have this any discomfort you know he was just happy to be there and loving on this guy you know and and I was I knew that about him I was so proud of him because that was the truth of him he doesn't doesn't play the games and those kind of things but him and the bishop kind of just I think the bishop was just more of a um achiever and a, a numbers guy you know and you've got my husband who's not a numbers guy right like doesn't doesn't know numbers and and he he didn't go on a mission and so he didn't have that background of numbers you know of this is the formula for how to get people 
to come and to do these things. Um, my husband was more just like, um, you know, nice to everybody, maybe even to a fault, I would say. And in that struggle of being, of trying to figure that out, you know, trying to figure out how he can be obedient to this bishop, um, it was difficult to, you know, just always wanting that, um, to it to be enough what he was doing and just never getting it from this bishop. And so one time we went to the temple actually, and and he went up to the veil and the temple worker started to speak things he had never heard before. So came home and started to kind of look those things up and then realize, I mean, back then, 10 years ago, we were talking about this. There was no, um, there was no gospel topics of difficult things, none, none. And so the only place that, that when you put that into Google, all you're going to get is like um, really uh, difficult things. There was no, I mean, even I think, I don't know when Rough Stone Willing was made, but that was like controversial book, you know, and that's like, that's like sold at Deseret Book, you know, like it's not that bad, but it was like, I mean, people would feel very uncomfortable reading that book back then. Do you know, like this was nobody talked, this was nothing. This was the beginnings of what the word had faith crisis hadn't even been invented at this point, right? This was at the beginning. So when you, when he Googled those words, you know, you start to learn things like, oh, first of all, that the temple ceremony had changed, you know, was, and so it just kind of started to really worry him about some things. And, and that kind of stemmed from, you know, the fact like, um, you know, Joseph Smith in the Carthage had a gun, like he had a gun and so did. So I don't know if Hiram did, but it was like, I never heard that before, you know, and it just started, it's just that feeling of, I think it's, um, it just is this jolt. And we've talked about too, um, people that when you have these faith crises, you don't have, it's not like this sequential thought process of, oh, well, this and this and this, it just tumbles. And we talked about that, like that moment that uh, we, that people would say their shelf breaks is this like really painful, um, really traumatic, like just, it's not a thought process of anything. It's like just, um, a physical pain. There's like a physical pain to it. There's emotional pain. There's um, confusion. There's anger. You know, it's a whole experience that you can't describe in. I don't think everybody's been able to describe their experience, you know, like um, that, that real pain and, and all of those things. And, uh, but when we go to describe it, we can say it in certain words, we can say it in certain vocabulary words, but it's never enough. It's never enough. I think we had talked bef before. I was like, well, we've made 30 or more episodes. <laughs> yeah. And who knows, maybe you're catching us at our 100th episode. Right. And we, I still haven't even, yeah, you maybe even scratch the scratched the surface. Right. How many hours of podcast is that? Right. Sorry if we've wasted your time if you've gotten to this point. Right. There is no final, there's no definition that does justice to what that experience is like. And, and at the time, you know, when he's going through this and, and he is not a sharer, let's say, you know, I'm thinking out, I'm the, this is something we've had to learn in, in marriage that counseling is I think out loud, right? I'm like, in order for me to process, I'm like talking it out, 
he was not brought up that way. Um, you didn't talk unless you had got it all figured out, you know. And so he would come to me with these little things. I'm thinking he's thinking out loud. No, he has had a whole process, right? So he's declaring and I'm thinking he's thinking out loud. So I'm not giving him the response that he is looking for because I'm like thinking we're having this discussion and he's coming to me with this. This is what's going on. You know, this is what's happened, happened, not what's happening. Right. So you go through um, like these stages, like, you know, there was this first couple of years that it was just a little hard. And then our and then our bishop was made our stake president that made that just kind of was a, a, just heart-wrenching for him because what it felt like to him was God just chose his way and not my way. That's how it felt. Like I say, it's not a thought process. You can't put any um, little, you don't make a case for it, but it feels that way. Oh, yeah, we had to talk about that a lot too before. <laughs> right. was thought process, it's more visceral. And yes, like it's it's all-encompassing, experiential. Hard to describe right. i think actually real quick i'm sorry for taking this but yeah uh so someone a few episodes ago had asked me so what was that like when you first plunged in i was like oh it felt like i was in a plane yeah and one of the turbines was blown yep. up and we yep. just started plummeting to the earth yeah and but that was after some thought but when he asked me no how'd you feel though yeah i was like uh, uh, i don't know it just felt like a huge deep pit like it was and when you say physical that has a lot of like oh wow yeah that was my experience wow okay so anyway sorry i just thought i might comment on that i think it's important because i think we get a lot of i think it would be better if we could figure that out because you have people that haven't gone through it and they there were they want to know in a process form or in a in a logical linear form of this transition or, or like, you know, um, over the years, cause 10 years is a long time, you know, it's like, well, what was your big issue? What's your big issue? You know? And then as soon as you give that big issue, most of the time people will say, oh, well I just, and they tell their story of how they just don't worry about that. Or I just like, I just, I, I have heard that a million times. I well, just don't worry about that. Yeah. I just don't worry about Stop that. Stop thinking about it so right? much. I just, I just figure that da, 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 da. And you're just left there with this big gulp. Like, I'm glad you can just let it go. I would give anything to let it go. Right? I would give anything to let it go. And um, it took me a long time to recognize that was my husband's experience. I still came in wanting to fix things. And so I get on the research and I'm this, you know, this mom from Utah, you know, and I'm like, well, look, there's this and this and this, because I learned you don't go to like the apologetic sites because that just irritates the site, you know? So that was a whole learning process. (laughs) So I would get on like, um, my favorite places to go to were like colleges and universities because they'd have these research papers, you get pieces of it, you know? So I could put together this narrative of like, here's why, here's, here's here's the explanation for horses. Here's the explanation for, you know, for um, barley, you know, like mm. I could, here's the explanation. Well, did you know that there's this and how could he have done that? Like this was a whole thing that I could create a narrative for, but it wasn't anything that made him say, all right, that just melted away and I'm done because it wasn't, that's not what goes on. That's not what's happening. It's not this um, 
like a court case where you're just coming up with the solution. And as soon as that solution's presented itself, everything, all those emotions melt away and you walk away a happy person. It's not. But it took a long time for me to accept that, right? It took a long time for me to accept it. So about 2015, so we're about five years in and back and forth between, you know, making, um, like we would go to church and and um, be a part of it. And he, there was this moment, I think everybody has this moment where you kind of bear a new testimony. <laughs> and <laughs> Okay. I, what does that mean for you? <laughs> well, he, he, bear, he was kind of like, you know, maybe I don't know about this, but maybe I can figure it out or uh, like just, it's almost like a coming out like this, like I'm struggling with these things. And the people that know the stories, the people that know the 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 difficult the difficult questions like they know but the rest of everybody else is just like I don't even know what he's talking about right but it's like you put this little toe into this is experiencing in my life and again we talked about before this is way before gospel topics there was nothing the church had nothing but rough stone rolling was really the only thing that um, acknowledged anything. And that didn't get into any of the like Book of Mormon issues, people that had struggles with different historical or DNA in the Book of Mormon, you know, that wasn't ever addressed. Or um, Blacks in the Priesthood or or the Book of Abraham and and these kind of things. I mean, I was getting on and learning Egyptian hieroglyphics. (laughs) And you know what was funny? Like there were some things was like, you know, wow, he got pretty close here. Like, I mean, if I'm just looking at the things and I'm like, you know, he got some pretty close here. And then there was, but I can't, I couldn't sit there and just read it like it was normal. Like, so every time I, for me, would go into this place, I would move into this direction and be like, oh, here we go. But it was never a hundred percent. So I always just found myself back in the middle (laughs) and, and just kind of for me, just like, well, I'm. That, you know, eat, both of these extremes are, they have their issues, you know, which, which was hard for me because I don't think I would have thought of myself as not an extreme person, but everybody think I think we think that's the way you're supposed to strive to is be this stalwart, perfect, perfect member of the church. Right. And so I, I don't think I was, but I think I thought that was the goal. And so all of a sudden for me, this started changing, like, actually over there, people that think they're over there, they're not very kind people, or they have some things that I'm not really um, okay with. And then then these people over here, like they're, sometimes they say really mean things, but they're in pain. And, and when I'm in pain, I'm not that great at speaking well either, you know, so I just, I felt like so in between. And it was a hard place that the spouse gets um, I, I guess, I don't know if I would say I was lucky, but I didn't ever, um, I, I didn't double down. Like I think maybe that it, I would guess myself doing, I wouldn't, I mean, I would, I would, I would surprised at myself that I really, you know, like I say, it went through phases, but you get to that point where you're on your knees and you say, father, I, I, I am. I let it, whatever you're going to make me do. And you allow that to, to exist. And I even remember having, uh, like one of my little dream visions and I, 
I was asked my, my, I was told to, to sit and try and think about, um, Christ or Heavenly Father. This, this time it was Christ giving me a gift to just allow, allow myself to visualize what that would be like with my eyes closed, like a meditation. And as I was sitting there, I, I all of a sudden I felt like, like a little fir tree. And I, it was, that's the word that came to my mind was the fir tree. And what that was, was I felt so prickly, like just, just like I felt so alone and, and I felt just this warm embrace and this love, like love on me, like love in those prickly parts of, of me as much as I could. And it was such an, a, a, like a, a very real experience to me. And when I was done, I um, looked up in the Bible that the fir tree had certain symbolism to it and all this stuff. And so it was a very powerful moment for me. But what's interesting, and I have several of those moments, I have several of those experiences where my intention was I wanted to go to, to Father and Mother Heaven and I wanted them to take away what was happening. And in the end, it was more like I just was held. You know, I was just held. And nothing was different, but I just was able to um, move on or exist, you know, exist. Um, and in some days that helps you and some days that fixes things and then other days it does not. So you're, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions. Well, 2015 comes and, and I mean, like I remember, um, the tension was so high because what we know now is some things, you know, and every, everybody's situation is so different. But for my husband, there were some emotional, things that we're now working through that that are make sense for some things um some um self acceptance that needed to happen some um some things he wasn't taught as far as being enough you know none of us i don't think get that enough of that but but to to him it was a um a really um important part of his of his um, story. And, and, you know, it's really easy to have, you know, religion's really easy because if I, I check all these boxes, then I'm enough. And so you have to move into this place where those boxes have to go away and I have to be enough regardless, you know, and that's really scary place to be. So in 2015, my mom passed away and um, that was kind of a moment for me where I, um, had to figure some things out for myself and just kind of like, it was just kind of like, well, it's official. We're not going to get this enzyme. <laughs> like it's official. Like this is not just, you know, it, and, and I love people, but that was another thing too. If I shared, if I was ever vulnerable, it was like, but don't you think this is going to be so great? Because then one day, or what's the possibility? And it just became a, it just, it, it becomes, it feels like that it doesn't matter or that I should be happy about it. Everything, you know, like none of this matter, you know, aren't you just 
grateful, you know. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I, yeah, I hate, eh, or you're in the refiner's fire. The right. Lord is working with you. Right. And while that may sound true or right. be logical, right. makes sense according to the beliefs that we right. have. <sighs> it's not, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It's not helpful. No. <laughs> because I, yeah, like, we, you know, um, it, it, it's very, it feels very much like that feeling you're having, don't have that anymore or just stop, stop. <laughs> and it, and again, like we said before, I, I would like, you know, that's the thing that I need to understand. I would like people to understand a little bit is that this is not like, if I just did this, then this would happen. You do that. Like you try everything. I, I feel like I was like at a slot machine, you know, you're like, keep going like one more time. Come on. This is going to be the big win. Come on. This is it. Okay. If I pray, I mean, there was a time where I put his name on the temple every, it was for a whole year. It was not, it was on the rules of the temple. I would call different temples around the world. Like, you know, it was, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't ever because I wanted his salvation to be secure. That was a gift for me. I never worried about that. That was never a concern for me. What I really wanted is my own pain to go away. And I wanted to have everything just fold back up into its neat little bowl. And we sit there on the bench on Sundays and we look and fit in with everybody else. That's what I really wanted. Um, and you, even right now, it's like right there. Like if somebody offered it to me, it would be really hard to deny it. <laughs> You're like, okay, you know, because um, it's tender. You know, it's like just to be different is hard. It's hard. For me, I was the youngest of seven. I always wanted to be like my big brothers and sisters. I didn't want to be the different one. I was doing my little elementary things. They're off dating. Like I, that was a, that's a big part of my core wound is wanting to fit in. So getting to the point where I could allow myself to realize this is going to be, you know, this is going to be different. Life is going to be different was a big deal. Like that was a big deal. Or to start to say, okay, I surrender what can I do now? Like, what can I do now? And it never was about making it okay. Because like I say, I'm honest with you. It's right there. <laughs> like, take it away. I mean, I don't know. Yo, I'm there too. Yeah. Like, you know, just make it go away. And, but now I've had this idea, you know, but, but without this, we talked about this before. I had, I know I had some armor on. And having this experience helped me take off some of my armor and be be open and be um, vulnerable. And it was painful. It still is so painful. So, so painful. But I've also been able to be with people. Like, you know, I can be here in your presence and be with you on a level that I would have never been able to handle before. Not because of you. But because of my own insecurities within myself, my own discomfort, because it was foreign to me. So now living in 10 years of being in an unforeign land, now being with people that are unlike me doesn't scare me. They don't, doesn't send me in anxious inside my body. That's the thing I had to learn was these were my feelings and my emotions, my discomfort. And we kind of don't pay attention to our feelings or like sensations in our body. We just like, that's uncomfortable. 
shut it down and change change the subject. But they're here to tell us something. But they're here to tell us something about ourselves more than about the other person now. And a lot of times I think maybe that discomfort is I am uncomfortable in this person's presence. Is that something I want to cultivate and grow? Or do I want to shift that and convert it to something else? And I love the the word convert because a lot of times that gets, you know, if you're converted to the gospel, then you are like, we, we kind of say it as if in your, you're committed, but converted is changed and change is difficult. Change is hard, you know, and I, and, I, and that's another like kind of dream I had. I, it was Christmas time and I was just really pondering, um, the story of the three wise men. And it's, I just had this beautiful, um, vision of of these wise men bringing the gift and i thought to myself that's what i'm doing i'm bringing a gift of all my ordinances all of my um whether that's taking the sacrament or whether that's going through the temple anything that i am doing all of my obedience even like that word has to go in quotes cuz we get really but anything that I am willingly putting there as my package to present as my gift to, to the Lord uh, with this was this is my offering. That was the word that came to me. It, it wasn't about it's not about better than or right or or else, you know, like, but what will you do? You know, I got crazy with that. Like people are so nervous about everything's got to happen in a certain way. But but if once I could switch it to my offering, this is my offering. And what my and, and when my offering looks like this little package that I present and someone else's might look different, but I don't look at theirs and be like, no, you know, I don't I shouldn't. Um, but but it but it became very symbolic of my offering and what is my offering. And that's what I present. And when I get done, everything that I not even just my ordinances and those kind of things, but every time I've, I've been kind to someone every time I've done anything that that added and built up the kingdom is my offering. And the bigger trick is to allow my offering to be enough. Like as soon as I compare it, then we get into trouble. But I am the one that says it's enough. I'm the only one that can allow it to be enough because nobody can convince, you know, it's always like, no, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, you get a compliment and you've always got to make it go away somehow, make it less than. But I don't know if that's the better way. It's not the best way. The best way is when I present it full on proud of my offering, not in, in comparison to anyone else's, but but only within myself and what I can bring to the table. Yeah. I well, when you, when you say offering, I loved what you said. And, and then really I, I was, I was going to respond differently, but right at the end of what you're saying, I thought of something else where yeah. I remember, and, and you kind of talked about this when you were praying and either not feeling an answer or not feeling like things are getting taken from you or not feeling saved or right. not feeling helped. <laughs> yes. And you just felt that embrace. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I remember instances where, and you know, I've had problems praying. Mm-hmm. I it just, I find it so hard to pray sometimes. 
And I feel, and, and, you know, and so, and maybe I can go back to, you know, when this kind of started and I heard messages of, well, are you reading the scriptures? Are you reading them every day? Are you pondering them? Are you praying every day? Are you mm-hmm. praying twice a day? Whatever. Are you going to the church? Are you going to church every Sunday? Are you? And so I'm like, oh, well, maybe I've not done those as perfectly as I should have. Oh, that must be the reason. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I, so I tried, okay, I'm going to try and read the scriptures you try to read the scriptures more or try to read the scriptures harder. Yep. <laughs> if, and then, uh, I tried to pray, which that, uh, you know, if, if we're talking about, you know, a year ago is when things started to get serious, right? When I, when I started to call May Day on the yeah, plane yeah, yeah. going down and praying and I was like, I feel no connection and I feel like I'm praying and no one is listening. I am not, it's either me doing something wrong or, you know, and then, you know, I can drop into all of those Mm -hmm. reasons why, oh, well, God doesn't love me anymore. Mm -hmm. God this, God that, because Jake is this way, this way, this way, I've separated. Anyway, and I just could not feel, you know, anything. And I, I having this hard time connecting and in turn, you know, I really had a hard time going to church. And, yeah. And I, I just, I just could not go to church. I just could not see myself going uh, and it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel authentic. Not that it wasn't right or right. whatever. Cause now I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm like, I hear you know, you. sometimes it's not okay to, you know, it's right. not right to go to church. So don't go to church. I'm not saying that at all, but right. it didn't feel like that for me. And, and, uh, and you know, part of me is thinking, well, I could have, I could, <laughs> I guess I still could, could right. leave. Mm-hmm. Right. I could stay. And this whole, this whole journey has been like, I have to choose one of those right. two. I have to leave and I, or I have to stay and yeah. make things right somehow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, those are the only two options I have, which right. luckily I've had incredible people along this journey was like, well, what if you choose neither of those? <laughs> and, and I remember you saying a little earlier in the podcast where you just felt like you kept getting thrown back into the middle. Yeah. Or like, I, I need to go somewhere. And he's like, nope, back into the middle, yes. back into pain, back into uncertainty. <laughs> nope, yes. Michelle, you are not going to figure it out. Right. By year five, right. we're at year 10, and maybe I can get some of your thoughts there, yeah. is, is your your husband left mm-hmm. the church. He removed his name we're, in 2016. So completely done. Mm-hmm. And you did not. I did not. And, you know, eventually, and maybe we'll talk about later in the story what happens, but but maybe, can, do you mind talking a little bit about that? Like, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to ask yes. is- why did what you stay? You <laughs> Why didn't you head out? Like, I mean, because yeah. there's, as I'm going along, is like, I'm starting to find more of a difference between religion and yeah. spirituality. I, I don't know if that has any connection the with that. The best word, yeah. I just, I just, what are your thoughts on that? Go ahead. <laughs> so w- when he removed his name, oh, like the shame, like that was really hard for me. Like, I didn't want to, you know, tell anybody. I didn't want to 
go anywhere or do anything because it was just all encompassing because it was just, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes there. There's your temple marriage is closed like that, that that like severs that. Right. And um, I don't know how I even survived that, but I will tell you one piece of it. I, you know, so we're talking my, so my son left on his mission, you know, that was a big deal. That's a big deal to, to get a son on a mission. And all of a sudden now my family, I've been raising these kids all this time. And all of a sudden now my, my, almost my mothering felt like, wow, wait, things are never gonna be the same again. You know, so I'm having this whole experience there. My mom passed away. I had a child who we discovered had, was being, had some um, sexual abuse that was being, that had happened. And then my dad was deciding to get remarried just months after my, my mom passed away. And in fact, this new wife had never been sealed. So they were going to go get sealed and I was going to have, you know, so that came into play. And then my other son was having severe, severe, um, anxiety and depression. And then my husband removed his name. So we're talking in a six month period of time, all of that happened. And so I'm at this bottom. I mean, you don't get much more bottom than just like, it just felt like punch, punch, punch down at the very bottom. And at that point, I didn't care where I was going to get help. I needed help. I didn't care where it came from. So that's the first time I went and had a session with Robin. That was, I went and had a session with her. And it was just kind of like one of those, like, I don't even, this had been just showing up a little bit and, and, and I didn't know exactly what it was, but it was like, I just need to feel better. I don't care if I have to sign, you know, like my soul away. I, this is the, uh, this is more than I can handle. But in that moment, in that session, um, when I looked back at, and now I've gotten trained in all of this, so I do this for other people, but I didn't know it at the time. But, you know, you go through and you have these, these core experiences that have affected you in your, as you're in your adulthood, you've had these core pieces of yourself you've kind of lost and mostly in childhood. So here I come thinking, you know, my big problem is my husband leaving the church. And when we sit on, when he got on the table and I had this issue, it had, I was feeling something from my childhood. So that was interesting to me. That was the first going, hey, I showed up here with these insecurities and feelings because of blah, 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 50 million things along the way. Someone else came here, let's say, like, because I had a neighbor or whatever. And, you know, if her husband, they had never gotten married in the temple and she was just like, it's fine. You know, she, you know, she didn't ever have that experience. So I, I mean, I started to realize that my experience is my experience, not just the way that it is for everybody. You know, for me, I kind of thought, yeah, but, and I felt like nobody would trade me places. I felt, I felt like the, scariest person in the world. Nobody would want to be where I'm at. Oh, like I could go, like, I felt like anybody would say, yeah, I'd go through anything but what she went through. And that was really lonely. Cause I'm like, yeah, and I, I don't feel any different than you people. And I have to still go through this. So, so that was really powerful for me to understand that coming to this, a lot of my own discomfort was my own discomfort. Because whenever I went and connected to heaven, I was okay. They were okay. They, I didn't get an anxious feeling from them. 
you know, I did never, I never got this like, but now you're not sealed anymore. What are you going to, I didn't have that. And if somebody wants to tell me I should have felt that way, I can let them have that. But I did not have that experience. In fact, I want to circle back to even what you said a little bit, because this is so important is like, um, let's say that, um, you know, you were, you saved all your money and you want to go on a, you know, you saved all your money to go on a trip to Hawaii. Like you've saved all your money and you went to Hawaii. Who doesn't love Hawaii, right? But you go to Hawaii and for whatever reason, there's a trauma, you have a trauma there. So you, you feel hurt, pain, fear galore, the world ending. And then you come home and then everybody's like, let's go to Hawaii. And for you, you're like, I, I, I can't go to like, I mean, terror comes over your body when you think about Hawaii, right? Like that's the experience when you say, when people say, just go to church or just read your scriptures or just do those things. It's not like you're saying, no, it's you, you now have this, you have this pain attached to it or this hurt attached to it that tells your, your body, it tells you stay away, (laughs) you know, like pain, anguish. And so it's like, just, you know, like, it's not that you're thinking, oh, the scriptures are bad because of this and this and this. It's just you're having this reaction to the scriptures because of this pain that has happened. And so, and that's why those those answers like, well, just read your scriptures more, or just pray more, or just go to the temple more and all that stuff. We really need to find another avenue for that kind of language because that's that's answering the wrong question. We're not asking, you know, it's not like this. I don't understand this. We're not asking, I don't understand this, but yet we're feeding people information as if that's what the question is. But what the question, it's not even a question. It's a full on experience of pain, anguish, fear, dread, worry, not enough, too much. What's wrong with me? Why won't this happen for me? Why does everybody else have this experience? And I don't like I know people have had that experience. I know people have felt pieces of that. You know, you can't get through junior high without feeling some of that, right? Go back to your junior high days. You can't just say, you know, you don't just sit there and say, yeah, but something's going on. And I am, you know, I I can just, yeah, that's not true. And and you just, those feelings just melt away and you move on. You, You have to work through them. And that's what I, these, these people when people have faith crises, this is what's happening is it, it is this full on motion, emotion moving at a hundred speed that you've never felt before, you know, just crazy. So that's really important because as a spouse, I think I have a unique um, way of being able to see that perspective because it wasn't in me, but I could observe it. And I, I was there trying to hand him the answers, I was trying to give him the logic to make it all go away. And that didn't help. And we have, we're doing a little better when it's like, just love him. You know, that's a little better. But even then, you know, understand that they would, they would trade it too. That's exactly what they want is to just feel better. They want to feel just to be able to sit in a chair and just look at, look around the world and have gratitude, like to feel peace and happiness. And when you're going through this turmoil, it doesn't exist very much. And to overlay people's like judgment on that or 
have this idea of how they're going to help you get out of that. That doesn't help. You know, that doesn't help. It's, it's so encompassing. It's so much bigger than a question. Um, it's like, it's so much bigger than disappointment. You know, it's like, add that, all of that times 10. That's a faith crisis. <laughs> because the, it's like going to, it's like, you're supposed to go to this, this heavenly place to get those answers. And that's where you're really having the problems. So it's like, you're getting hit. Your answers are where you get hit. Like, that's a painful place to be. You know, you can't blame. We're not supposed to blame Heavenly Father. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's got to be us because it can't be him. So we put the blame internally and we create this internal chaos. I don't even think we create it. It is. We've got to show show up as, and that's where we're showing up as brothers and sisters to support each other. So your anguish is not as much about you as it is the opportunity for me feel into my own issues, see what's mine and what's uncomfortable, fix that, and then show then show you love. <laughs> then show up with you and support because I'm okay here. What you're doing isn't stressing me out. What you're doing isn't making me feel uncomfortable because it's your your path. Um, and so many times we got to be careful that we're not trying to fix someone else in order to to stop the anguish or the discomfort within ourselves. That doesn't work. And that's what that first session with Robin was about was like, oh, this is some of this is my own stuff. Some of this is me. So that was like coming up for air. And 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 that was another thing too, is then after the session, you know, she's like, is there anything else? Her sweet voice. And so then I told her what had gone on. And I'd never been in the presence of someone that just heard the information. They didn't duck their eyes or they didn't try and talk me out of it. You know, like they just held the space. That's the best word I can put of it. She just said, she says, you know, I, she kind of shared some experiences that she had, you know, um, the, some, some parallels that she had and, and didn't try and give me an answer. She just sat in that anguish with me, the tears. She just sat there. And that was the most healing I'd ever had in my whole life. And that's when I really like the up the, that's when I was like, I want to do that. Because that was sacred. That was so sacred because she just mourned with me. And that was her, she fulfilled her covenant better than anybody had ever met in my whole life. She just was with me in mine. She, she wasn't sitting there trying to feel what this meant to her, you know, and I, I know that's really hard to see. I got to slow way down in order to do that. But I guarantee all of us do that. I still do it. You, you, you have within yourself a reaction to what's being said or what's not being said or whatever. But that reaction is yours. That reaction is yours. So probably about, I think he removed his name like in March. And by June, I think the end in May, I had my first session. And then in June, this is where the story can turn into a little bit of a um, happily ever after. It's not, but <laughs> that enzyme ending. <laughs> the enzyme ending. I mean, this was, I mean, <laughs> at the beginning, you know, part of me was like, maybe that's going to come, you know. But all of a sudden, I remember it was a Friday night. We we've always done our Friday date nights. You know, we've always stayed connected. And it was a Friday night. He was home. 
from work and he laid down on the bed and he was just like, I am just so tired. I need to take a nap. I said, I said, okay, just go for it. And I just sat there and was like, I had our computer desk kind of by uh, my computer kind of by hit the bed. And I just played around, dinked around and cut two and two or three hours had gone by and he was asleep. And I was like, so we woke up and I said, let's just, why don't you just go to bed? Like you obviously something's going on. So he went back to bed and then he slept until like two in the afternoon. And then he got up and then the next day and slept again. And for the next year and a half, he would um, come home from work. We'd have, maybe we'd have dinner and then he would literally almost go to sleep and then wake up the next day. And then the weekends, it was like, he would be up, he would wake up at like two in the afternoon, easy. And after about a year and a half, you know, he's like, what is happening? You know, and and even after a few weeks after, you know, he's like, you know, I, as soon as you break that, um, as soon as you break that cord, it's kind of like, maybe that didn't shift everything like I kind of wanted it to, you know, you know, it's, it's like, we, it's like, you know, you turn the next age, it's not like, oh, well, now I feel like a different person. You just don't, you, I'm still the same. Everything's kind of the same, you know, it didn't shift everything like I think he thought it would shift. Um, but. But part of it was, uh, and this is another part that's hard, that's because, and that why I'm kind of hesitant sometimes to tell people our story, because I just don't want them to make it become, have to be the way their story showed up, you know. But part of the part of our story is, you know, a, a part of that was he didn't feel like, again, I was believing him, or I wasn't showing up for him in the way that he wanted me to. So we're, we're it was so confused into wanting this acceptance in this world like that's his core wound is to be accepted and for who he is and little by little needing to like needing to feel like no matter what happened I still loved him you know like that was a piece a piece of it so when that didn't um completely shift so easily you know and he didn't feel completely it was like wait like she's not gone. I mean, it was it was almost good in a way because it was like, hey, we've gotten to the end of the rope. She's not gone, but I still don't feel like I'm loved. And so I think that just short circuited him. And so he slept for a year and a half. So when it so it came to this point of anguish with my husband, and and you know you don't know what to do. So I said to him, it was just a simple thing. He says, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I said you know. And he was like, that's what you want. Like, we didn't ever say the word. He's like, that's what you want. And I was like, anyway, and we, I just changed the subject and went on. And Christmas Eve came and about, you know, halfway through the day, I, I don't even know what day of the week it was on, but he was like, I need to go shopping. <laughs> And I was like, it's all the stores are closed. Like it was like evening, you know, and I think he was like, I think he had this plan, but, but like, then it got real, right? It got real. I need to go shopping. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm understanding where we're going yeah. with this. Yeah. He was shopping. Like, yeah. He was like, I think I need, actually, I, I didn't buy you anything for Christmas. And I was like, it's, it's okay. I, I mean, you know, and I think he had this idea, but I think. Um, and so in my stocking was this thing that says, I will get myself rebaptized. That was my present for that year. And I think it was, I mean, I, I don't think it was necessarily all just, I think that was the only way he could move forward was it, if it was for me or if, 
Do you know, do you know what I mean? That was the only way he could make that step. And so he, he went through and he got, he got rebaptized and, and, um, and, you know, I mean, the, the, he didn't sleep after that. So if we want to get into, you know, if we want to make it this miraculous thing, we can, however, you know, it's, it's not that simple. I mean, um, like right now, you know, he hasn't ever gotten his temple renewed. So right now I don't have a temple marriage or yeah, temple marriage, but that's another thing is like, you know, so now do I want that in a different way than I had it before? Yeah. So am I do, you know, that, that agency and what's different is it's not about, I want that marriage because I want to be with him forever or else. Cause I don't know, like, I don't know if we, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that after we die, some like little lens goes over your glasses, over your eyes and I won't recognize him or I'm going to be put in this world and he's going to be put over here. I don't know how it works. I just know that I, I think that we don't know. Do you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't feel like this heavenly father is going to say, well, you know, since you had that really uncomfortable time, you can't see each other now. Um, that's sorry. You know, I, like I say, if there's people that want to be upset by that, I can, I understand it. Like, I don't have an explanation for it. All I know is I've been maybe gifted the ability to not have that worry me, not have that be afraid. That's not why I want to do it. What I would like to happen is for, is for, us to say, you know what, we don't know. But man, if there's a chance to be with you for eternity, I'll sign that any minute. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's more about here to be like, I don't know about that. But I'll bet I, you know, but I, just the idea of it's worth it to me. That's where I'm at now. That's why I would want it. Not because I'm afraid I won't be with my children anymore. Um, if that shows up some at some point, I guess that will show up, but I just have not had that. I haven't had that. So that is, um, that was in 2017. And it was, I mean, there's, there was beautiful things. My son was home from his mission, was able to baptize his own dad. You know, that was kind of special. And, um, and then about it, but about a year ago, um, there was just this, uh, he kind of started having this, this, um, things just kind of came to a head really. And really at this point, we couldn't talk about the church. <laughs> the church wasn't, it's like, you know, the church, we've been there, done that. There's more to the story. Right. And so we started therapy and even the therapist, you know, she, she said, you know, some of this um, frustration with the church needs to move in some other directions. And so we're starting to understand some things and things are going really well with, um, with, with, understanding um where we've come from how we tick you know where i show up and where he shows up like it's been a beautiful year but that hasn't been like and now we're happily ever after at a church every sunday you know that hasn't been the case and i have to if i start to worry or get upset about that then i'll i'm down the rabbit hole so i just have to be here and I just have to do it one at a time. I have to do what I do. We talked about before. I have to, I have to say, do I go to church today? And my answer was yes. And then ask again next week. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Ask me again next week. Yeah. Oh, 
ask me again next week. And that was, that was my message. And so, and, and it wasn't just about asking every week. It was just like, listen to be with me. Like that's the, that's the message. Be with me. And, um, you never know, you never know what, I don't know what comes next, but it's like, but here, right now, here, we're here I, and you're safe and I love you. And that's it. But as soon as I start to worry, I could go, you know, you, you go crazy. So it's just one moment at a time. One being with my, you know, and there's sometimes where I have that pain and anguish. And, you know, what's, what's beautiful now that wasn't there before is now maybe I could go to him and I can tell him I'm hurting and he can hold within himself because he knows his emotions and sensations going on within him are his. And so, and so he's not, I'm not putting that on him. It's not possible. Oh, well, thank you for being here with me Thank you, and for being a safe place. And just, you know, as you talked about just being with people in their anguish and, uh, so, so thank you for being here with me. And I really do feel that. And, um, and so thank you for coming on, Michelle. What what an awesome episode. What a, what an amazing I just I love doing these and I and I lo- I've loved having you on today. And and I want to make sure we michellewingle.com and thewholenessnetwork.com. Do you mind giving a quick recap of both of those? I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> You're good. So my own website um, is just, I have a library, a little, like little videos that I record where I just, who knows, whatever needs to be said, I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and sometimes there's do- downloads there, but those are just my, usually I do a, a live, a Facebook live on a Wednesday morning. And I just record those and put those on my website and just try and um help people see things from different perspectives and help people understand other people's perspectives and what that feels like. And I am big with the four bodies, the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical bodies and how they interact with each other. And I teach a lot about that. And so my website is just where I can, you can book an appointment and those kind of things are there. And then the wholeness network is um, my, me and Robin Johnson, our, my business partner created this online place to feel better like um when we are feeling that anguish or or when we're so you know, there's times when we have this need to um we have this need to um we're, we're frenzied or sometimes we're depressed or sometimes we're anxious and so we have this library this online library of all these different techniques and videos and things like that to help you feel better you know help you get back to a place where you can take a deep breath and then begin to move forward. And we're not a replacement for things, but, but there is a support. And um, sometimes just having something to do when you're in that place helps you be able to move forward. So there's these things called visual uh, meditations that I just love. All you do is turn on the video and just watch it. And it just has either affirmations or music or all the, all these things that can help you um, feel better. We have tapping and we have EFT, which is a kind of um, a kind of a similar to EMDR. You just watch the video and, and, um, it shows you what to do. So that's great. And then sometimes we have uh, live events and things, but and we have a podcast, the wholenessnetwork.com or wholenessnetwork podcast. But yeah, that's, 
that's my joy is I'm trying to bring healing to the world because uh, that's what I, it's, we need healing. We don't need, that's my favorite word ever. Because when you don't feel good, you need healing and that's all encompassing. And to be whole is, is not to be perfect. And it is, it's okay for me. I can help you and I can stand by you and, and help and be your healer and still have things I need healed at the same time because we're always in a progression. That's the nature of the gospel, right? Mm. Eternal progression. Ho, ho, ho. So, so we, we got to let go of this idea that we will reach a destination. That's not the point. That's not the point. Okay. Well, because I've always thought I need to get to a point. Right. I'm in this mode and I need to progress to something else. Right. Wow. Oh, I love that. Thought. That's that's the that's the uh, the overlay we have on it. Like this is not where it, it's it's we make it so simple. Like this is bad and this is good. <laughs> Do good things to get back into the good. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, like uh, I wish I wish for that day where it's like Hey, if I do all these good things, then I feel happy and lovely. But that works until it does not work. And if it shows up as a death, if it shows up as a faith crisis, if it shows up as um, losing all that you have, you know, if it shows up in losing whatever is meaningful to you, I can guarantee you the, the feelings and sensations inside are similar. Stories are different, but they're similar. It feels the same in the body. So we can connect on that. I might not have exactly what you have, but I know what anguish feels like. I know what that it feels like you've been on a long ride and you get home and there's that like deafening buzz that's quiet in your ear. Like that, an emotional version of that. I know what that feels like. That's not fun, but that's what parts of a faith crisis feel like you know yeah 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 <gasps> well yes what a yeah I, I i relate so much to that mm -hmm. and so thank you for coming on I, I i just i've i've loved this episode i've loved and i and i hope our listeners and viewers have loved it because well, what an, what an incredible and unique story that you've brought and 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 hopefully we didn't get to the stages of faith. We wanted to talk about the the stages of faith, but we're already we're already pretty far in, <laughs> and so we'll just have to make another episode. So if you'd love, I'd love to have you come back anytime, and we could talk about that, or we could talk about something else, or or whatever. But so so thank you again for watching or listening, and uh, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, and we have a Facebook and Instagram and Twitter account too. I think. And we'll see you again next time.